Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hope you folks had a lovely weekend. You can reach me here at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You can also reach me on Twitter if the lines happen to be busy at Dominic TV, but understand I may use your comment live on the air at Dominic TV. You can follow me. You can post comments there and uh, let's get to it. The, uh, the topic and to you folks that are on hold, we will get to your calls in just a second. And to the rest of you, you can also uh, reach me. So big Republican event in Florida over the weekend. Former president Donald Trump, who's leading Biden, by the way, in five crucial swing states. We'll get to that. Trump tears into DeSantis. Trump dominates the Florida Republican Party event on DeSantis' home turf. Now, the Florida Republican Party, let's keep in mind, you know, I thought DeSantis had a lock, you know, guaranteed. DeSantis spent time and money building up the Republican GOP in, in Florida. And that same party is increasingly turning towards, guess who? Former President Donald Trump. Now, Trump will tell everyone that will listen that he's responsible for launching DeSantis into his popularity uh, during his uh, DeSantis 2018 campaign and uh, claiming that the uh, Navy sailor begged for his backing. But DeSantis is doing so badly in the presidential race, he's not only losing the, the race, but also his grip on the Florida GOP grassroots base that helped him secure re-election just one year ago. So Trump, as only Trump can, refers to DeSantis as a wounded, falling bird. So I gave him the endorsement, and he got the nomination. We then did the rallies, anyone? Four years later, they said, Governor, are you going to run against the president? He said, I have no comment. I have no comment. I said, well, no comment. That means he's going to run to me. And I said, uh, let's hit him hard right now. And my people said, sir, don't hit him. He's a Republican. I said, I don't care if he's a Republican. And we hit him hard. And now he's like a wounded falling bird from the skies. Wounded falling bird from the sky. It's accurate. 
true, it's over for DeSantis, his presidential campaign. The only question is when, when does he drop out? But poor Chris Christie, poor, poor former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. Listen, folks, to what Trump in Florida over the weekend, where all of the candidates, except for Nikki Haley, who had a uh, family emergency, they all appeared at this uh, Florida GOP event. Listen to what Trump has to say about Christie. Who got more booze? Who got louder booze? Christie or Ada Hutchins? Christie. Now, I heard they virtually booed him off the stage. Because, you know, what? what's it all about? He's just doing it because I didn't give him a job in the administration. What, what's he doing? And why would I do a debate when Christie, sir, I'm sorry, he is not a fat pig, okay, this man? You said he is not a fat pig. Wow. 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 Oh, boy. New York Times. Let's move on. New York Times. Uh, I, I guess Mr. Trump is borrowing a page from uh, Curtis Lewa. Mr. Trump, according to a New York Times poll, is leading Biden in five important swing states. Notable leads. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada. And it's not looking good for uh, for Biden, because if according to the poll, if Trump is able to repeat Sunday's poll results at the ballot box in just one year, he will likely cruise to a second four year term in the White House. On average, Biden trails in the six battleground states by 48 to 44. So let's face it, not much of a uh, primary battle for either uh, Trump or uh, Biden. And uh, all of this, I mean, if if I'm Biden, here's what I'm saying to myself. We're about to start with your calls. If I'm Biden, I would say to myself privately, this guy's been indicted four times and he's still beating me. So what does that say about me? That the American people still love him more than me, and he's been indicted four times. And actually took his mugshot <laughs> and and used it for PR purposes, and it's working. And he's got four trials coming up in an election year, and he's still beating me in the polls. And then I would turn, and I would look to Kamala Harris, and I would say, what are you doing to help me? What do I need you for? Well, Mr. President, without me, you, you don't have the black vote, but I'm still losing. I mean, <laughs> and so without the one, two punch of uh, President Biden and Kamala Harris, what do the Democrats have? Don't tell me that garbage about the uh, the uh, governor of uh, California, Gavin Newsom, please. That's almost like saying Ron DeSantis on the Republican side. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. What are the Democrats going to do? You've got a, a Republican candidate indicted four times. He's still winning and not barely winning, winning in battleground states. 
Let's start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're also continuing to discuss the situation in Israel. I mentioned uh, when I ran out of time last hour, Tom in the Bronx, so out of fairness, let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. Yes, uh, You're on Talk hi. Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I'd like to say that Gaza was very mismanaged from the beginning with uh, Arafat uh, getting advice from the United States, get, uh, the U.N. getting involved and not being forceful. What they should have done in Gaza was to make sure that this this bunch, the Hamas group, could have never taken over. I don't know right, why. But, but, but Tom, we're, way, but, but Tom so we're, we're, we're way past that now. So, I mean, let, let, let's deal with the here and now. What do you say to the here and now? We're way past that. Yeah, but they should have never let it happen. But it did happen. But it did happen. So, Tom, but it did happen. On, which is lousy. Tom, it happened. So now what? Uh, well, uh, I had. I don't know whether you remember during the time of Ronald Reagan, but I put out uh, a, a letter in the newspaper, a very local paper, our town, that what they should have done was to uh, buy a major portion of the Sinai Peninsula and make the nation of what I call Palestinia. I even made it, had a T-shirt made, X amount of them I sent to Washington, D.C., about having Israel was on one part of the shirt, uh, the Sinai Peninsula was in the middle with, uh, with uh, called the nation of Palestinia, and the other side was Egypt. I had a shirt made like that years ago. Okay, Tom, thank you. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, let's continue with uh, with your uh, telephone calls. Let's go to our friend Frank in Maine. Good morning to you, Frank. What's on your mind? Frank, are you with well, me? Dominic, I, I, re I really uh, hate to um, change the subject a little bit, but um, I got to tell you the, the politics in my my home state after the mass shooting from the uh, mentally disabled man who... Hey, hey, Frank, let me just say this to you. Let me just say, sometimes it's a good thing to switch topics. Um, I, I know what you wanted to talk about before I took your call, and so I, I agree that what's happening in your state is a very, very important one with Mr. Card that committed suicide and the, what, 18 people dead. The number hasn't gone up, has it? No, it hasn't, Dominic, and, okay, and that's a good thing. But um, the 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 statements that have been have been circulating around my state, especially in the main cities such as Portland and my my city of Bangor and uh, the capital city of Augusta and even Lewiston, um, is now circulating is now contributing to the hatred of the Second Amendment, and it's all being stemmed from this individual who we will call Stephen King. Okay. I'm sorry. We'll just call him Stephen King. And that's exactly who he is. Um, this man who wields power in this state, he wields power in this state, um, is now all of a sudden blaming the gun owners 
for what happened for a deranged man who heard voices in his house, kind of like Son of Sam a long time ago in New York City, who told people that he was going to kill people because his wall told him he was going to kill people. And now it turned from the mentally ill man who took his own life and killed 18 people to now the Second Amendment is a bad thing and we got to take guns away from gun owning people, which, by the way, I know, you know, the state of Maine, it is almost 80 percent wilderness. Um, and it is a state where you hunt. So this this individual is now um, going not only lobbying in Augusta to uh, our governor, Governor Mills, but he is also interested and this is this is a fun fact he's also interested in running for congress if you can believe that or not um <laughs> hey frank on, I, on I, I, the- I hear you friend it, 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 this, this is an argument that um that often comes up right uh in terms of gun control advocates saying clamp down shouldn't have assault weapons and then the other side saying don't attack the second amendment uh, you know, a mentally ill person. I, I, and I can tell which, which side you're coming down on. And I understand with your state, uh, you know, the wilderness and so on. I, I just, Frank, I, I, I don't, I don't have the answer. I, 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 I tend to, I'm, I'm not a phony, so I have to be honest with you. I, I tend to believe that some type of gun control is the answer, but I respect your opinion. I respect you tremendously. And uh, I I just don't know how do you solve this. So you tell me before I move on to the next call. How does America solve this problem of what we're dealing with? A complicated one. You're absolutely right, Dominic. It is a complicated problem that cannot be solved with with one answer. And I I totally agree with that. Uh, then again, maybe if. If the um, state, whichever state that is, uh, I'll, I'll include my state of Maine, um, gives, you know, gives some type of, I'm going to say psychological test, but I'm, I'm, I'm being, uh, that's, that's far-fetched. Um, you know, if there's, if there's an advocate for people who are like this man, who you know, have um, certain mental, you know, mental mental issues, and they um, they want a weapon, they get denied. Now that that's easier said than done. There is no clear answer, but the the one thing is certain is that one person with one weapon does not make a killer. Does not make a killer. Um, you know, it it's it's a it's a you know, it's a deeply, deeply, deeply bad issue, and I can't solve it, and you can't solve it, and we don't have answers. Well, and well, I- the one thing, the one thing, Frank, and, and I have to move on. Thank you for the call. The one thing that I did like is that Mr. Card apparently tried to purchase a silencer for his weapon, and he was denied when he went to the gun store because he put down that he had been in a mental institution and that was an immediate red flag and they didn't give it to him so so that's uh 
that's that's uh, one aspect uh, of this. In a moment, I'm going to go to Adam on Long Island on the issue of gun control. But first, let's go to uh, Sean in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sean. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Love you. I just want to make a quick statement about uh, Mr. Dowling. Love you, too. Thank you. I want to say, well, where is the media? Why doesn't any cameras go to speak to Mrs. Dowling for creating this garbage who murdered Ryan Carson? And again, it's it's amazing. Every time. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell America and all the millions of people besides New York listening, it's not a mental problem. Dowling was a criminal. That Wait. Yeah, when I think you're referring to, I'm I'm not even sure which one that you're exactly referring to, but but uh, uh, thank thank you for the call. I I don't know what happened to the line, but thank thank you uh, very much. Let's go to Chris. I see you've been holding for a while. I'll get to you in just one second. Please stay with us, Adam Long Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, sir. You know I'm coming wait, for wait, work. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what did I say the rule was? What did I say the rule was? And you're going to violate it again. I didn't say nothing wrong, sir. Okay, okay, wait, morning, wait, 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 wait. It says here, Adam, on my call screen. Yeah. That is, and that's, that's the name. name. Oh, wait, that's the name that, you, that you've used in the past? Yes. Okay, all right. Maybe I stand remember, corrected. Remember I drove upstate that time to Binghamton and I talked to you on the road? That's my name on my birth certificate, well, Adam. That, right, but that's not the name that you used to call. And I told you I'll, I'll take your call under, but maybe no, maybe I'll I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe Adam. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, okay, Adam. okay, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Go right ahead. I, I got to just tell you something, man. Like, how many mass shootings were there when they had the ban on the assault right weapons, sir, not many. Am I right? Uh, under the Clinton uh, assault weapons ban, if that's what you're referring to, they they went down some, yes. But but go ahead. You know, I'm, I'm, my suggestion is reinstate the ban on those weapons. That's never I mean, gonna, that's never going to happen in in the modern day politics. So I, I, I don't even understand why people say that, to be honest with you, because it, politically it's never going to happen. The House and the Who Senate, it's the never going to happen. Who needs the AR-15 to hunt, sir? Well, I'm I'm not the one to really have this debate with. I wish that you could have uh, spoke to the caller uh, from from Maine, and I do apologize uh I, I thought that you had used a uh, a fake name, so I do apologize. I hear you. I hear you on the argument, but you talk to people on the other side, as you know, they are just as passionate, if not more passionate than you are. Thank you for the call. And again, I apologize. Let's go to uh, Salas, Salas on uh, Silas, I believe, on uh, Staten Island, and then we'll go to Chris. Good morning. What's on your mind? Okay, as far as the uh, with the guns, yes, I really appreciate the fact that you said you just don't know the answer because the answer is we can't ban weapons no more than we can 
ban cars just because people die in them. Okay, it's so a, then, so then, I, I, I wish, I wish you could have spoke to Adam. But anyway, so, so it then, so then, the wait, wait, wait. The question becomes: I, I hate to, I hate to put it in such brutal terms, but if one of those cold bodies in Maine that maybe hasn't been buried yet, if that was your sister, your mother, your brother, would you still feel the same way? Yes, I would. You can't. You, 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 you can't take guns from everybody just because there's one nut, just like you can't take away. Um, but the argument is the argument. Is, right, right. right but the argument drive. is not to take away all guns. You know, that's not the argument. The argument is to is to um, deal with some some certain types of weapons. See, I, I, well, you can you can deal with some types of weapons okay. and you can ban them from public use. I wanted to ask you, did did the new speaker say that his black son didn't have the same opportunities as his white son? Or is what 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 there was an interview with um, an interview with Sean Hannity. And you're raising a good question. And this was his not completely adopted son, but a young man that that he took in. And I'm going to let folks hear it again. Uh, so you can hear for yourself what he he's stating the same thing that I've always said. It's not about race. It's not about race. But he was pointing out that there's a different track that his his biological son, the new speaker, uh, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, who happens to be white. It was a different track for him than it was for an African-American kid. And I, I, Silas, I do have to be honest with you. It, there's a different track. Now, we, we, we can, I, I'm not saying racism, but there's a different track for a white kid in America and a black kid in America. You disagree? He's there for all of us. Say that and, again. And I, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. The opportunity for anybody, black or white, in America is there. Sure, there's different tracks, but there's rappers who came out of the ghetto who are, who are billionaires now, and there are white people. Right, but terrorists. but but the rappers' argument: what else could they do in life besides that? I mean that that's not really that's not really fair. The the you yeah, know what what else what else what else could, what else could they do? We have say that look again. At all the great physicians who are black. That's true. Look that's true. You. you look at why you raised. I was, <laughs> I mean, I I was a. I was poor black and it's, it's not stopped me from uh, going out and doing what I got to do. Right. You're different. I, I don't believe in excuses. An honest, hardworking person. And, and if you're a criminal. And that, that and that. that is, that in lies the problem that in lies the problem that in a lot of uh, communities of color, it's excuse central. Well, I didn't do this because and if I can be blunt with you folks, well, the white man won't allow me to get an education. The white man won't allow me to get a job. Well, did you get up and go apply for a job? Well, because they won't give it to me. So that's why I don't go to school. And I'm giving you what really what happens here. Thank you for that telephone call. We've got to take a break. When we come back, uh, since the last caller just brought that up, we will play what Speaker Mike Johnson had to say about an African-American young man that he raised. And I'm giving the speaker credit because he raised this young man before all the cameras were on him. So you can't say he was doing this for political reasons. He was doing this out of the goodness of his heart. 
And a good morning, good Monday morning. Frank Morano standing by the other side of midnight coming up in 30 minutes. Frank will be joining you. I'll find out how his weekend was, and I'm sure he's got some great topics that's coming up in about 30 minutes. So we were discussing the new speaker. And if you listen to the rhetoric, MAGA, far right, awful, 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 the the cold, the buzzwords that are being used to describe him. I give the man a lot of credit. Two reasons. One, he's calling the food stamp program for what it is. And as I said last hour, right, uh, I, I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like uh, to... Um, to be thankful for those food stamps because now, now, now I can have some meat <laughs> and now, now I can have a meal. But at the same time, it is, as he says, the new speaker, our nation's most broken and bloated welfare program. That's what he said in 2018. But the new speaker also uh, raised an adopted child and This child uh, went on to have a troubled past. The child happened to be African-American. And so the Louisiana uh, Republican congressman and his wife, Kelly, they raised the the boy since he was 14. He's now 40. And uh, they came close to completely adopting him. And uh, since 2003, He's been arrested more than a dozen times, according to uh, to records uh, in Florida from marijuana, cocaine possession, theft, possession of a concealed weapon, violating a protective order, possession of uh, drug paraphernalia. And on two occasions, he was sentenced to prison time, serving 37 days on a cocaine uh, possession wrap in 2003 and 30 days in 2007 on a retail theft charge. So, and he was ordered to take anger management classes in 2017. So this was clearly a troubled young man. And the speaker, to the point that I have made, and Chris in the Catskills, thank you for being so patient. I'm going to go to you in just a second. The point that the speaker is making is that it's not based on race. And that's the point that I try to make. But we have to be honest about this. And the situation for a young white male is oftentimes different than what it is for a young black male. I want you to listen to what the new speaker, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, had to say to Sean Hannity on his quote-unquote African-American son. There were things about you that I learned in the lead-up to this interview. Um, I I didn't know that you didn't legally adopt a a young 14-year-old. But you basically adopted him. It would have taken four years to finalize it. Um, And he happened to be African-American, and and he was your first son. 
and now you have four other children. And you have one of them, well, this, this son was named Michael, the, your other 14-year-old is Jack. And you said some pretty deep, profound things that you think it is harder for your African-American son than your biological son in life. Are you saying that's institutional racism in the country? What were you referring to? No, uh, it's, it's a reality, though, having raised two 14-year-old boys in, in America, in the state of Louisiana. Um, they had different experiences. Um, and, and I'm not so sure it was all about skin color, but it is about culture and society. Uh, Michael, the, the, our first, um, came from a, a really troubled background and had a lot of challenges. Jack, on the other hand, we, was raised in our household from the time he was born. And it, it just struck me, uh, Sean, that it's a reality that, you know, there are different, um, there are different paths in life and people have lots of things they have to overcome. And so it, it gives you a lot of empathy. It allows you to see into the heart of people and really try to understand them better. And that, that, that comes in handy in this arena because um, we're, we're really expected to hate our uh, colleagues on the other side of the aisle and, and, and beat them all the time as enemies, politically speaking. Um, but you have to recognize that this is a, a system that was built upon disagreement. I have a lot of respect for the man the new speaker. I have a lot of respect for the fact that he stood up for, for a, um, a young African-American child. The cameras were not there at the time. So he wasn't doing this for political reasons. I give him and his wife a lot of credit, just like folks, uh, the athlete, uh, the one with Sandra Bullock, the movie and so on, the blind side. I, I, uh, Michael Orr, I don't think that he should have treated his parents that way. I don't know what happened financially, but they, they put him in a position, his white parents, where he went from nothing to the NFL. And without knowing all the details, I think that he should have been thankful for that. And maybe, 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 maybe I'm a little um, sensitive to this issue because I, I was in a similar situation. In the hood here in New York City, started acting up. My family shipped me out to uh, Seattle, Washington. And the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that really was my life to a degree. Lived in a very nice community of Linwood, Washington, Edmonds, Washington. Me and my two cousins were the only students of color in the entire high school. And I, I was like a pink poodle because I, I played football. And, um, and my uncle in my life, uh, my aunt that lived out in uh, Seattle, she's African-American. She's married to a white man. And so this white man taught me a lot of positive things about life. I don't want to get into diverted into that right now. Let's go to Chris and the cat skills. Good morning, Chris. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, it's funny that you're that the conversation segue and into that. I'll just bring it up real quick. Saturday night live, uh, the, information you provided uh makes it kind of in poor taste the speaker uh eight nights ago they brought up uh a little uh skit about him and they brought out one of the black uh comedic actors that was playing his grown son and they 
referenced the blind side uh, film and, and the Look situation. At that. Look at that. Yeah. And, and it's, so if you, if you get a chance, Google it and you'll find a clip of that. It, I, it I gotta be, I gotta funny. be honest with you, Chris. I wouldn't waste my time. I wouldn't spend two seconds looking at that garbage. I don't find, I've never found Saturday night, Saturday night live funny, but anyway, go ahead. Um, so 45, around 45% of the adult population doesn't participate in the democratic voting process. Correct. In country. And, uh, you know, in off election years like the year we're in now, it's it's higher than in a presidential year or in a a state and federal non-presidential even year. But, you know, it's it's really unfortunate on 60 Minutes tonight. They were giving a profile of how the Social Security Administration uh, is broken. And they, they went into some specifics about how they make mistakes and they pay people. Uh, too much money in their monthly checks, and then they don't discover the mistake until years or decades later, and they force they try and force the people to pay it back, and uh, they they just it it shed a light on how Social Security is a mess, just like the rest of our federal government's in a mess. But I I used to say because I had heard it from other people that the one area of federal government that you know, gets a grade, say, higher than a D plus would be Social Security. And I, I've been saying this in conversations with people in the last few weeks after seeing this piece tonight, uh, all all the areas of our federal government and how they administer services to our population are all broken. They all deserve grades of D or lower. Now, President Trump, even if he gets indicted in the Georgia situation and he ends up under, let's say, house arrest. You mean you mean he, if he gets convicted, you said indicted. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yes. Thank you for correcting me. But he, if, if he were put under house arrest from those state charges in Georgia, I still think he would have a better than 50 percent chance of winning and becoming president again with these new poll numbers that are out. But Trump already has everybody's ear with his campaigning style of doing stand-up comedy routines when he's out on the stump going from city to city around the country. What if Trump were to turn into a policy wonk and if he were to turn into a statesman and if he were to forget about all the people that went after him and if he were to do a deconstructive approach to all these areas of government and say, what do we need to do to improve upon the services that were provided. It wouldn't work. You mean, you mean as a candidate or as president? Both. As a candidate, as a, he would be a fool to do that. No, I don't his, think so. Because his, those people Chris, are already going to vote Chris, for him. Chris, you're, you're a policy guy. So, so, and you, you love to get into detail. That's the one consistency that I noticed with your calls. You like to talk budget. You like to talk minutia with races uh, around the country, mostly within New York state. Most of the country is not into those, not into that minutia. So the reason why Trump is successful because he, in Florida over the weekend, he repeats what the man says about Chris Christie being fat. He says what he says about Mexicans. The man speaks from the heart. He resonates. If he gets into policy the way that you want him to do, one, it's impossible. That's not who he is. But it, it would never work. I, I don't see how you think that would work for him. 
Because those people are already going to vote for him. The people that you've like got to energize them. Humor, you've got to energize them to turn out. Say he's not, but you think that they would say, "Well, he's not funny anymore," so I'm not going to. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they see him as funny. I think they see him as telling the truth. You said funny. I never said funny. I well, think they what? see him as telling the truth. But what we need to do is we need to improve upon our government services and the structure of our government. Somebody has to do it or it's just going to keep getting worse. He's in the position where he's going to be in a position where he can be the head honcho at the top of our government structure to try and get that accomplished. You know, fast forward 14 months from now. I I hear you, Chris. Thank you for the call. I, I hear you. And especially considering uh, that I'm not too far from Social Security myself. I hear you. Um, Trump is going to be Trump, and that's what works for him, and that's what's driving the Democratic establishment crazy, that he's been indicted four times, and he's still beating Biden in battleground states. We see your calls, for example, Robert and Pearl River. I've got to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, more of your telephone calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We will be right back. You talk. We listen. 77 WABC. Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Always two sides to a story, and this is one of the reasons why I side with the people of Israel. Israel has released chilling footage showing what it says are Hamas terrorists operating out of two hospitals around Gaza City, right? So this is nothing new. Israel has talked about this before, and the Israeli Defense Forces presented videos, videos, actual videos to reporters that show Hamas agents using an underground entrance tunnel at one of the hospitals and also op opening fire at Israeli forces from the medical center. So I don't buy, I I don't mean to sound uh, cruel or harsh, but I don't buy the the nonsense that everybody in Gaza is, is a victim. We know Hamas is there. We know Hamas is hiding amongst the people. Let's be real. Taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Robert Pearl River, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, Dominic. I love your show. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I had a a response and a question. The question is, I'm I'm not worried about these crimes or, you know, bogus things that they're trying to control. I'm worried about the ballot issue, where they're trying to get them off the ballot. That's one thing. Also about the experiences, I experienced some, when you mentioned about, when you were talking about the the issue with the paths, I'm almost 61, and I remember in Woolworths in New York City, uh, they used to have an eatery in there, and the stools. And I was sitting on a stool as only a little kid, I remember, 
the uh hey hey, wonder- hey robert i w- i want you to tell yeah. your story but but you you just you just um you you just lit my lit my uh my imagination here because i thought i was the only one that remembered woolworth stores and that they would have the counters where you can go sit and get something to eat but i i was a little boy when this occurred but please go right yeah. ahead so I was a little kid, and a cream was 11 cents. I live in New York City, and uh, we were in there to get some models, Aurora model, glow-in-the-dark models, and they had pet chefs. And when I was sitting at the counter, uh, there was a black guy coming in to eat, and he just wanted to eat and have a hamburger. And, and I remember the guy, he was an older man. He had an apron on, had a white apron, and he's, he was behind the eatery. He was the cook. He said, you can't sit here. I don't care what you say. Get the hell out of here. I, I was frightened because I didn't know what was happening. But that happened in, in probably around 1968. In 1982, when I was much older, graduated from high school after high school on the baseball team with a friend. I had a friend who was a black guy on the baseball team. And he was looking for an apartment. And I had a little place at a little apartment. And there was some left. And when I brought him there, the guy was fishing around the room. I said, who brought this guy here? Who brought this black guy here? And I was afraid of that, too, you know. So those are two examples on the timeline of that, uh, what I've experienced, what happened with some of the things that uh, when somebody mentions about a path, their path was a little bit uh, somewhat crushed from the beginning. <laughs> and well, uh, they were very scary moments. So. Racism doesn't just, contrary to public thought, racism doesn't just go one way, one group of people against another. You know, the, the common myth is that um, black people or Latino people or native Americans uh, are, are the victims of racism. I mean, racism can go against white people as well. I mean, if, right. if, we, if we're going to be honest about this, th- then we have to put it all on, out on the table and, and be real with it. I'm I'm sorry you went through those experiences because it sounds like they each of them scarred you. Well, they, I mean, I'm a white guy, so, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, I know when people are talking about, you know, that, oh, well, they're all chances, they have affirmative action, these things are last forever. But the other thing I was worried about is also about Trump, because I'm a big Trump supporter, and with this ballot thing, that could be really serious for him. I mean, maybe he, they could take him off the ballot, or you think if it goes to the Supreme Court, that it's all it's it's all going to be a wash anyway. That's not going to affect them if the Supreme Court steps steps in to help Trump. I, I don't know, but that's a scary thing with these states. I, 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 I hear I hear you, Robert. But but if I had to bet on someone, I'd bet on Trump. I I you know call me naive, but if I had to bet on who's going to emerge victorious at the end of the day with all of this stuff that's going on, and thank you for the call, Robert. I would bet on Trump. Stefano, Putnam County. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dom. My bet's all on Mr. Trump as well, 100%. I just wanted to say something about the Israel situation and these terrorists named Hamas. As a veteran myself, I'm sure I could speak with the other veterans listening on and your your audience. The, the extremist terrorists, they do not play by the rules at all. Okay, these people do not care about the people, the innocent, unarmed, non-enemy combatant civilians living there, as you already reported. They're going to be using them as human shields 
and to gain political gain for like what's going on now in this country where you have people protesting for Palestine, but they don't realize that they are actually protesting for Hamas in many ways. I think some of them do understand it, but go ahead. I was going to say, and I agree with you. And the only way, unfortunately, these people are ever going to actually see, uh, uh, you know, the reality of what they're protesting for is when it either comes to their kitchen table or when it happens to one of their family members. I don't wish that on anybody, but the horrific things that happen in Israel that Hamas, uh, Hamas coordinated, possibly Iran coordinated the entire operation. I do not understand how people could stand there in a protest and actually uh, root for these people. It is disgusting. Look, no, everybody knows it's a fact of warfare that there is going to be casualties of war. Nobody wants it, but it is expected. We have American hostages there, just like we still have Americans left over in Afghanistan from the 2021 debacle. Okay. It has to come to an end. It's really disgusting. And I just wanted to say one thing on about one of the callers that called in. It has to be quick, please go ahead. Absolutely. The call that called in that said, Oh, nobody needs an AR 15. You know, nobody, you know, people only use it. They don't use it for hunting. The second amendment was put in place the right to keep and bear arms from a, a tyrannical government. That's what people have to realize. Right. But what so, does that have to do with an AR-15? And see, th- this, uh, is yeah. why, th- this no. is why I don't like engaging because there's nothing that I can say that's going to change your mind or somebody's mind on the other side of this issue. There, there, is nothing, there is nothing that can be said. We're way beyond reason. Exactly. And, and, but but I, I do appreciate your call. Thank you so much, Stefano in Putnam County. Let's go to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Um, I'm a person that calls up once in a while, like about six months ago and four months ago, depending on who I speak to. Usually I speak to Rita, you, and Frank about these issues. And the one issue that I brought up uh was that Trump would be removed from the ballots. You probably remember having that conversation with me. And I, I, I don't. Uh, Jerry, I have to be honest with you. When, when, when folks call and say six months ago, we, we receive <laughs> okay. a lot of calls every night, okay. so it's very, very hard. Anyway, go All ahead, right. Jerry. Yeah, so I had said to you that Trump would be removed off the ballots. Now, you had thought I meant the uh, not the actual presidential ballot. You thought I meant the uh ballots for the Republican Party. And then I told you, no, I mean, the presidential ballot, they're going to remove them off. And you said, oh, I'm not even thinking about that now. That was And, like, and I'm still not. Time. I'm still not, to be okay. honest with you. Go ahead. All right. Here's, because here's I, I just problem. don't believe it. I know I know it's okay. underway, but I just don't All believe right. it's going to happen. But go ahead. Right. Now, I was the guy who told you, you and Frank said that you didn't think indictments and were going to happen. And I'm, okay. no, I, I did, well, I don't, I probably said I didn't think indictments were going to happen. But let's see, but let's see okay. if... Anyway, get to your point, Jerry, please. Yeah. On, on well, The point is this. I've always said that the Supreme Court is the only people that can save Trump. So it, so what really matters is Roberts and the liberals, that's four. And then we got three good guys, you know, Gorsuch, Thomas, and uh, Alito. They're with Trump, definitely. Now, the two... But what, but, what thinks you, but what makes you think it's going to get that far? Okay, if it doesn't. And this is my point, though, is if it doesn't, it means Trump lost. It means they already. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that he lost that. That's your opinion. 
It doesn't mean that. I, I just said to you, I just said to, to the other caller, if I had to bet on who's going to emerge victorious in this issue about being on the ballot, my money would be on Trump. Now, we'll, we'll see if I'm wrong. We'll, we'll see if you're correct. But I, I don't understand this, this hoopla working yourself into a frenzy that it's got to get to the Supreme Court. Let's, let's, let's wait and see what happens. You, you don't think that's, that's the wise thing to do? No, because what I'm saying to you is that it's likely, given the state court systems, judges and prosecutors and the way things are going, that in some states, once Trump gets convicted, he's definitely going to be removed from some of these states. And when he gets. okay, but wait, but wait, Jerry, who says he's going to who says he's going to be convicted? Who, Who says that? Okay, think. It's a 51st. I don't even know if you realize this, but this is a 50 state thing they're going to put out on him like they're doing in Colorado. Wait, OK, wait, 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 wait. You, you, your premise was that and I got to wrap this up in a second. Your premise was that he has to be convicted first. Right. Who says he's going to be convicted? Maybe he might not have to be convicted because he, if other people were convicted of seditious acts and they keep supposedly helped them and gave them aid and comfort that can remove him. By a judge who thinks, hey, he doesn't belong on there. Right. And that, right. That, that'll probably happen. And then Trump appeals. It, it, it doesn't necessarily it may go to the Supreme Court, but I don't see it going. I'm not that excited about it because I think that the man is headed back to the White House and he's going to be the next president of the United States. I just I'm not going to sit around. Thank you for the call. I'm not going to sit around driving myself crazy speculating, well, if A happens, B, and then after B, C, D, and F, and guaranteed Trump is not going to be on the ballot. I I don't live my life that way. And I don't think Mr. Trump is living his life that way as well. Joining me right now, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Howdy, Dominic. Start of a brand new week. Yeah. How was your weekend? Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. Wonderful. Wow. I mean, what'd you do? uh, I, you know, went to a Diwali celebration on Saturday uh, enjoyed a lot of uh, nice weather on uh, Sunday. Uh, played outside with my my son. I might have had a cigar or two over the weekend. A uh, just you know got a lot a lot of errands and stuff. Done so as quickly well. before before you tell me about the show, what is this great thrill of a cigar? It just makes me dizzy. I mean, um, it's see, it's something. It's like the Supreme Court's definition of pornography. You know it when you see it, right? It's it's difficult to explain, but any cigar smoker understands exactly what I'm talking about. It's the aroma, primarily. It's the aroma. It's the taste. And yeah, depending on the cigar, maybe it is a little bit of that dizziness as well. Okay, so what do you have coming up All right, this morning? Well, uh, a lot to get to today. Apparently, everything is racist. So we're going yes. to uh, cover a... Uh, you didn't know that? A, 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 I, I knew that most things were racist, <laughs> but I had no idea everything, <laughs> even bird names, are racist. We're going right, to get into everything, that everything. in a big Math, way. everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, this uh, fascinating uh, trial of uh, Robert De Niro and his assistant, which I'm getting quite a chuckle out of. Uh, maybe part of the reason I keep losing staffers is because I'm asking them to scratch my back. Right. Scratch so, my back, I'll scratch yours. Uh, right? a, a lot of stuff happening, foreign policy, both in Europe and the Middle East. We're going to get into that. Some big alien news, some news about AI, a lot of stuff with respect to the presidential uh, election, and a lot of other things. It's going to be fun. Frank Morano's coming up right now, folks. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight.